I do have it. Another September 11th question, also the date on which my family and I moved into our house here in North Carolina, a date uh, we do not celebrate. Now, we look for pretty much any date to celebrate with some pizza and so on, but uh, not that one for, for obvious reasons. Uh, well, um, good question. Can a sound case be made for the interpolation of Galatians one eighteen through two one. Um, greetings, so great and knowledgeable Bible geek. Marcion's version of Galatians lacked one eighteen through twenty four, and the word again, Pauline in two one. Tertullian, Irenaeus, and others claimed Marcion stripped out what he did not like. Can it be that Marcion had the original? And the early, the early Catholics doctored the text to suit their dogmatic agenda. Is there, to way, is there a way to make a case for Marcion priority in the text of Galatians? We, a lot of us believe that. Uh, and one of the big reasons is that, uh, that some text that Marcion didn't have would have come in mighty handy for Tertullian, arguing against him, if it had been present in Tertullian's copy. So apparently it was not yet. Let's take a look at um, that. Uh, uh, let's see here. Let's look at some undisputed Galatians text, starting in one eleven. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. You've heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people, so extremely zealous was I for the tradition of, traditions of my father. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and had called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia, and again I returned to Damascus. Now, let me stop there for a second. That brings us right up to uh, the, the part that has been suggested as an interpolation. J.C. O'Neill pointed out that even some of what I just read sounds like an interpolation. Uh, for one thing, in verse 13 my former life in Judaism, uh, that seems to be an anachronism. If, if Paul actually wrote this, and some even say it's his earliest epistle if he did, then would he refer to Judaism yet? I mean, this this word appears in the in uh, one of the books of the Maccabees, but it's, it's contrasting it with Hellenism. Uh, this sounds like it's contrasting it with Christianity, which uh, seems to, as Bruno Bauer already pointed out, seems anachronistic. Okay, how I persecuted the Church of God. Well, it's only in the 
what everybody recognizes as the Deuteropauline epistles, like Colossians and Ephesians, that that uh, Paul, quote unquote, uses this collective term, the church. Uh, in the earlier epistles, supposedly, uh, church always refers to a specific congregation. So this would be anachronistic usage. And um, uh, let's see, there is the idea that uh, being a zealot for Judaism means or is tantamount to being a persecutor of Christians. I think that uh, the idea of, well, I don't want to, tack this one on to O'Neill, but I think the uh, whole idea of Paul as a persecutor is uh, is, um, uh, is secondary too. Uh, but at any rate, let's go back into uh, 17 again. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia, and again I returned to Damascus. Now we start the supposed interpolation, and I agree it is one. Then after three years... I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him fifteen days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James the Lord's brother. And what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. You know, I, I hate to be like this, but you wonder if we don't have a pseudonymous author protesting too much, just like in the interpolation of the crucifixion in John. Uh, I did, too, see the water and blood come out and so on. Okay, uh, then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still not known by sight to the churches of Christ in Judea. They only heard it said... He who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God because of me. Well, right there, we, uh, you know, if, if you think Paul wrote the earlier epistles, the Hauptbrief, uh, Romans, Galatians, the rest of it, and First and Second Corinthians, he does not talk about the faith. Uh, that's that's a Catholicizing sort of a idiom that otherwise appears only in the pastoral epistles. Uh, faith is the you know the commitment, the trust, the existential thing in in the rest of the Pauline materials. Um, of course, this contradicts Acts completely, right? It's an intentional contradiction. I'm thinking that this is actually this is the first couple of chapters of Galatians even before being interpolated, are Marcionite pseudepigraphy to refute the version of it in Acts. He's certainly trying to refute some rival version. And that uh, Galatians 3-6 through 6 are actually by Marcion himself, possibly. Anyway, um, uh, so uh, through 2-1, sorry. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas taking Titus along with me. The idea being there that again has been uh, interpolated. Now, why does Tertullian seem to confirm this? Well, because he's trying to show that Paul was not independent of the Twelve, whom, of course, Marcion said were, were the Twelve Stooges, buffoons who didn't understand anything Jesus had said. Uh, Marcion didn't want to subordinate Paul to them. That's certainly the way it reads in the Pauline epistles. And Tertullian was a good Catholic trying to say, oh no, he was just a lapdog of the Twelve. You see, he went up there to seek their approval and all of that. 
And um, if that is that being his agenda, uh, it's odd that he would refer to this thing we haven't even read yet in chapter two about this meeting uh, where Barnabas, Titus, and Paul go to Jerusalem uh, to set forth their gospel for approval. I mean, that, that's meaty enough for Tertullian's um, uh, agenda. But uh, the thing is, why on earth would he not have mentioned this earlier visit with Cephas and James? Uh, that, that seems really strange. He only seems to know of one visit, uh, which means he didn't know of the uh, previous text. So you can make a pretty good case, not only for this, but in general for the idea that the shorter version of the epistles, for instance, Romans not containing chapters 9 through 11 um, and, and other stuff, that that, that is the original. Uh, and we know that the uh, Catholics admitted that Marcionites accused them of padding the epistles, though they claimed it was just the opposite, that the Marcionites had chopped them. Another classic uh, case uh, from Galatians is, um, uh, let's see if I can just find this thing real quick, uh, about uh, the, the sending of Jesus into the world. Let's see, where is this thing with a born of a woman born under law? Um, That is, uh, I can't believe, uh, cannot uh, spot that, but uh, born of a woman, why would, would someone point that out unless it were under uh, contention? Right, you see what I mean there. Uh, th- that's an odd thing to point out, since it's true of everybody. Right? That uh, yeah, that's one thing you want to make sure you, you get in there. Uh, that uh, um, that uh, Jesus was indeed born. I mean, you might as well point out, and he had uh, a couple of legs, uh, and he had a nose. Well, the only answer to that is that this has become controversial. Right? That uh, Marcion, who we happen to know, said that Jesus wasn't born of a woman. It just popped out of thin air uh, in Capernaum one day. Uh, and so you can tell that this is an anti-Marcionite um, interpolation there, because if it's not, it's very, very strange. And... Uh, Anyhow, um, so a very, very good question, and I think you're on to something, definitely. Uh, thanks for the question.